Broadway Radio's Tell Me More. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Here on Tell Me More, we strive to talk about projects and topics that don't often get covered on theater podcasts. On today's episode, I speak with the incredibly talented Megan McGinnis, who is currently playing Bonnie and others on the North American tour of Come From Away, and she is featured on the recently released cast album for the off-Broadway musical Goldstein. In our conversation, Megan and I discuss the complicated family dynamics in Goldstein, the unusual family found in Come From Away, and what it is like touring with her real-life family. Her husband, Adam Halpin, is a standby in the cast for Come From Away as well, and they are accompanied by their two-and-a-half-year-old son as well. After turns on Broadway in Parade and Thoroughly Modern Millie, as well as a stint as Belle in Beauty and the Beast, Megan played Beth March in the musical adaptation of Little Women and has also been a part of the revivals of Les Miserables, the 2006 version, and Sideshow as well. She also famously starred opposite her husband Adam in the historic livestream of the John Caird and Paul Gordon musical Daddy Longlegs. Megan is wonderful and extremely talented, and the duet she did with Sutton Foster of Craig Carnelia's Flight is one of my all-time favorite songs that's ever been recorded. I will have a link of them doing it live in the show notes for you, so you should definitely check that out. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Megan McGinnis. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Of course. How's uh, how's Cleveland? Great. Um, yeah, we're uh, staying downtown, and luckily we rented a car, so we've been experiencing all parts of Cleveland. Um, I don't know if you heard we're traveling with our two-and-a-half-year-old. I did know that, so yes. <laughs> our days are, they mostly consist of finding children's museums and playgrounds and zoos and uh, Cleveland is thankfully full of all of those. Very good. I'm a native Ohioan, so I'm glad to hear that uh, oh. that you found plenty to do. Because you guys are there for uh, a few three, two, weeks. Three, three weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a little unusual for tours, but it seems like you guys have a number of longer stints uh, here coming up, don't you? Yeah, it's actually been it's been so great. Um, sort of evened out on both ends. The beginning of the tour, we had six weeks in LA, four weeks in Seattle, four weeks in San Francisco. And then we did a bunch of one weekers in a row. Uh, And then we got through that. And then now we have a couple of nice sit downs, three weeks here in Cleveland, three weeks in Chicago, three weeks in Ottawa. Um, Very fun. And then uh, just a couple more weeks before I finish off the first year and I return home to New York. Wonderful. Is the whole family going back to New York then? Yes. Yeah. We're going back because our son is going to start uh, nursery school. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, well, I want to talk about Come From Away. I also obviously want to talk uh, about the new album uh, that's out for Goldstein. So let, let's start with that. I, I've i been listening through this album and it just, it kind of, this theme of family keeps coming to my mind. One, because obviously I know you are traveling and working with family right now. And then I, <laughs> I saw... Uh, I saw the, the Come From Away tour in Tampa last month, I think it was, uh, in June. Oh, my gosh. So, and it's the first time I'd seen the show. I'd Every time I wanted to see it in New York, I missed it. So I happened to be in Tampa, and I saw it. And even though it, that show is not necessarily about family, it's about family in, in one way or another. So all these themes <laughs> kept coming together with me, obviously with different things. But for folks who didn't get to see Goldstein off-Broadway last year – can you just give the the nuts and bolts about what's going on in this family 
some people alive, some people dead, uh, what the whole background <laughs> yeah. is of this of this show? Yeah, well, the story revolves around uh, three generations of a Jewish immigrant family. Uh, Louis, who's um, he's not the youngest, but almost the youngest, um, has written a tell-all memoir about his family. Uh, so the show begins as uh, Louis is doing a reading of his book, and as he tells his story, these three generations come back to tell their version of the story. It's almost like they're feuding with the present-day Lewis. <laughs> um, and so it's that feeling that every family has. There is always more than one side to the story. And you play his aunt, who is still alive, yeah. but uh, I am still, yep. <laughs> but not necessarily <laughs> all there. Me. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, she, she, hmm, well, that's an interesting perspective. But yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, you see her in the show at different ages. Um, right. So uh, certainly I am all there at, at times. Um, but at the end of the show, really what you realize in one of the main themes is, is, is forgiveness. Um, and they both discover that both Lewis and Sherry, who are both uh, still alive the entire play, um, discover that the only way to move forward is to forgive. And so, yes, her mind is sort of in and out because she's remembering all of these things. Um, but she's still, she's still pretty, pretty present. Yeah. And as I was listening through the album a few times and specifically, um, focusing so much on, on your songs as well. There's a song that you sang in the middle of the show. Uh, I think it's just called boys that felt so, boys. so important for uh, today's day and age. And obviously it's talking about a time um, decades ago, but it is still very prescient for a lot of the discussions that we're having uh, today and about the, the roles that are often thrust upon young boys and young girls and how those are, are, are different as you are, a performer and obviously a lot of these things are ingrained in a lot of these stories, but now raising a son on your own, uh, how personal and invested were the lyrics for that song, especially in how you kind of approach your life? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's such a wonderful question and a wonderful point. Um, yes. It's very interesting how, I mean, that, that song takes place in a time that is supposed to be of the past. Uh, but, sexism in today's world is just still so present. Um, yeah, the first lyrics of the song are boys want, boys get. And the point is that boys can get whatever they want and girls can't. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, we've come a long way. But I do feel that in raising a son, the most important thing I want is for him to be uh, empathetic um, that's like the one thing I want to teach him is empathy because I don't ever want him to feel that there is any difference between him and any other person. Um, and it's, gosh, I think of it, I think of it all the time and, and gender stereotypes. Um, it's just fascinating in, in raising a child and how much, how much more I take it into consideration every day. Also, if you hear screaming, uh, my son is in the other room. <laughs> totally fine. He is fine. He yeah. is playing. He is Good. fine. Yes. Sometimes those um, things sound the same. Screaming and playing yeah. and laughing are all very similar sounds at that age. At, at two and a half, yes. Um, but boy, did I, I love singing that song uh, every night. Um, and it was sad that it still resonates uh, today. Yeah. But, you know, that's why art exists. 
to sort of bring that out and show people um, you know, maybe how we can make changes. Yeah. And that is so beautiful what you said about uh, empathy and teaching empathy and then art showing the path to being better people and making changes because that's so much the theme of Come From Away where yeah. the, the, this whole story, which I think people hear the nuts and bolts of it and say, you know, this small town in Canada taking people in uh, who were grounded during 9-11. You think, okay, I, I understand what's going on in this story. And then when you see it, the I can't even tell you how many times I just had tears dripping down my face just because it's so yeah. touching. And it's so – that story is so unique and the presentation is so unique. Have you found that – as you've been doing this show for almost a year now, have you found that the the resonance of that story as you're traveling around the country and maybe it's a little different than, than maybe the Broadway production is uh, to hit people as close to home in 9-11, but have you found the resonance of this story impacts people in different ways depending on where you are? Yes. Yes and no. Uh, we were told that um, a lot of the actors in the Broadway show when they go to the stage door afterwards, that many audience members like to share their 9-11 stories with them, which mm. makes complete sense. Yeah. And uh, Chris, Chris Ashley, our director, said, prepare yourselves for that. And sometimes that can be a little hard on your heart. Um, but if you can be there for them, wonderful. We found less of that and more of people just realizing how easy it is to be kind, you know, coming to the stage door and saying to us, I never knew there was this side of 9-11. And I never knew that people existed like this. I mean, these people of Gander who took in these passengers, these come from aways, as we call them, they did it so easily. And, and you talk to them about it now and they're like, well, so yeah, of course we did it. Of course we did all this. <laughs> it was no big deal for them. And this, time and our country, I feel like it is an even more important message to hear that we can be kind, we can be empathetic. It does not take a lot. Um, and I feel that joy in meeting people at the stage door, which is just so wonderful. Yeah, it, that, that's certainly the thing that I took away from it more than the, you know, the historical 9-11 part, but just the fact that we're bombarded with messages of I don't want to be too melodramatic, but hatred and, and, and violence and stuff in the media and on social media, but to be reminded that there is good in people and that people in general are inherently lovely creatures that I, I, I took so much yeah. away from from that, uh, from seeing your, your guys' tour stop in Tampa. But um, obviously, we mentioned the fact that your son is traveling with you. Your husband is a part uh, of the cast as well uh, of Come From Away. This is not the first time that you've worked with him. I think most uh, theater fans know uh, about the history of you and Adam working together. But before we get to some of that stuff, how has this whole journey been for the three of you <laughs> going on the road? Obviously, it's a different experience. Um, I've talked with some performers who have gone on tour as a family together, but it's always such an interesting traveling circus and caravan when you have to do all of that <laughs> yeah, circus is such a great word um it's been such an adventure i am so exhausted <laughs> uh, but like I most mothers yeah just, uh, yes exactly i mean that's the thing is that i don't think it'd be any different if i were in new york um i mean there's there's that extra factor of course of we 
travel almost every Monday. I mean, when we did those 13 one weekers in a row and it was, you know, closing the show on Sunday night and waking up Monday and traveling with Beckett and settling in a new city and introducing him to a new babysitter and then starting it all over again, (laughs) six days later. Um, Yeah, that was really tiring, but it's the fact that I get to that Adam and I get to do this together as a family, that we get to be together and experience the country together. Um, and I was making a joke before about how many playgrounds and zoos and museums we've seen, um, <laughs> but they're all outstanding. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, and what we've been able to experience. Um, and also to get to share the show with Beckett, I, I, I'm winding down now on the first year. So I'm, I'm getting pretty sad about it. Um, Sentimental. So he'll say, yeah, he'll say these certain phrases that I know will go away. Like um, we have a trunk that we travel with. It travels with the set. So it stays at the theater. And so when Beckett asks for a certain toy and I don't have it, I say, Oh, I'm sorry. It's not here. And he'll say, Oh, is that the theater? You know, just hearing that phrase, (laughs) it's going to make me (laughs) so sad when it's no longer true. Um, and he knows the whole company. They're all just one big extended family. He comes to the theater with us um, once a week. He'll stay for one matinee a week. He doesn't watch the show, of course. He's he's too young. <laughs> um, he would just be a little loud. <laughs> Although he has come to our sound checks, which he loves because it's all music. Yeah, of course. Um, and he sits. He is not a, a child who likes to sit still, but the second the music starts, stock still just paying attention he loves it so much that's awesome um and he gets to sometimes the crew will let him be a part of uh the light check when they show up for crew call and the turntable check and he just he knows how it all works now you know it's like okay now it's time for the turntable okay now we go the other way (laughs) um he always says hi to the same things there's a gander flag backstage that we always have um he always says hi to the goose on the gander flag. Awesome. Uh, we have the fish, the cod, of course. So he always wants to say hi to the fish. Um, it's just wonderful. It's been such a, a wonderful family time. It really has. Yeah, and those are such important but unique memories to have that maybe might not have been able to be had if you weren't all doing this together and if you were <laughs> sometimes in New York and sometimes on the road. That's uh, That's so lovely. Um, yeah. so, uh, uh, talking, um, a little bit, kind of taking this back, uh, to, to Goldstein, one of the things that mm-hmm. as I'm listening through, uh, this show is kind of does go back to the perspectives talk that we, that you mentioned about how people think about nine 11 and don't think about all of these things. One of the things that I was really kind of taken by in the album for Goldstein is that there are different perspectives on people's lives. And even though you might be sharing an experience with somebody else. You're not seeing it uh, the same way necessarily that they are as you were doing this show. And obviously, as you said, you played this character through decades of her life. How do you go about kind of finding the nuance in these stories and, and go back and forth about these lives that obviously this is a fictional story, but finding the truth in the gaps between What's perspective for your character? What's Lewis's character? And what might actually be the truth in between? Well, I have to say one of the things that I was uh, so excited about in uh, doing Goldstein was that um, I was able to play someone of my 
true background. You know, the last name again, as people don't expect it, but my father's side, um, they were Russian Jewish immigrants. Yeah. And um, my great grandfather was actually a traveling rabbi uh, who spent a great deal of time in Burma. And my grandmother immigrated, um, I think when she was eight. And uh, my grandfather came to America from Russia. Um, so, you know, there's not, you know, I think about all of the stories that I was told um, about my ancestors and the little dramas that we've figured out even from uh -huh. Google, <laughs> yeah. from going on Ancestry.com um, and seeing like, wait, there's a name on here in the registry and we didn't know who this person was um, and how we paint those pictures uh, as time goes on. And of course, as we get older and we feel like we're losing these um, connections to the past. You know, you want to get all that information before people are gone. Um, it was just, I think we all can really identify uh, with those feelings. Yeah. And the fact that we all have things that uh, either we like to hide or people in our families have hidden uh, stories that we retell that are based on our memories but may in fact not be factually correct. You know, you tell one story over and over again and it sort of grows and grows and grows and maybe something that was the slight bend of the truth becomes like the main centerpiece, you know? Yeah. And many of the characters of the show have done things that they aren't proud of. Um, uh, Sherry, my character, her mom refuses to let her daughter go to medical school. Uh, Lewis's parents uh, deny that he's gay and they don't support him. I'm lucky in that I don't I don't have a lot of those uh, <laughs> any of that history in my drama, family. Yeah. Um, yeah, that drama exactly. Um, at least that I know of. Again, you just don't know always. Um, so it, it was more about realizing that most people can relate to that, even if I don't have those exact instances in my life. Yeah, that's great. Um, it was it was just yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Absolutely. I I I think that's <laughs> such a for for people like me who are not actors hearing these insights into how you bring the real life of yourself and your background to a fictional character is always fascinating to me so i always love that kind of process uh behind that and kind of the truth that a fictional story can reveal about people so uh that's wonderful yeah, yeah. so um I, I know you've got a, a two and a half year old playing in the other room so i won't take uh too much more <laughs> of your time but you said you are moving back uh to new york here in in fairly short order is there is there yeah. anything specifically that you are most looking forward to to being back uh in new york i'm looking forward to spending time with my friends again and having uh, Beckett be home. I don't think he remembers what home is. <laughs> Every week we say, here's our new home. And I think I hopefully got this on video once that we were walking up to one of our hotels. I think it was in St. Louis. And he went, oh, there's home. <laughs> wow, he gets it. <laughs> like This yeah. is our home for today. I want him to know what his home is. And um, we have so many playmates of his that, they were growing up together and now they haven't spent a lot of time together. And I want that for him again. And that community too, for our whole family. I mean, the come from away family has been amazing and we're going to miss them so much. Um, but we will, we do look forward to, to getting home. And when is your, you, you mentioned Chicago and Ontario. Is that, that's, I think that's about one year since the tour started after Ontario. Is that your final date? <laughs> Uh, so no, in Ottawa, we close, um, uh, September 8th. 
I think we close in Ottawa, and then I have one more month after that. Oh, okay. So it'll be one year from when we opened in Seattle. We began rehearsals in New York last August. Okay. Um, so it'll be a little bit over a year of my time. Yeah. Gotcha. And it, and obviously you talked about going back home. Um, but again, like I mentioned, you are working uh, with your husband, Adam. This is not the first time. I think a lot of theater fans remember <laughs> the uh, Daddy Longlegs, the historical live stream and all of these these things. Can you just give a little insight about what it's like to be able to work with your husband? That is such a rare thing, I think, in uh, any walk of life, but especially in theater where you don't necessarily always have control over the jobs you are offered and then have the opportunity to take. But to be able to do it not once, but twice now um, has to be something fairly unique and fairly special as well. Actually, more than twice. We've been even luckier than that. Awesome. Uh, we actually did our first job together right after we were married. Uh, we did a production of Little Miss Scrooge at the Rubicon in Ventura, oh, cool. um, which was written by John Caird and Paul Gordon from uh, Daddy Long Life. Yeah. Yep. So we did that. And then we, then following that, we did a production of Triangle, which is a new musical by Tom Miser and Curtis Moore uh, at the Lyric Theater in Oklahoma. So we did both of those shows together. Wow. And <laughs> I think we got to learn about each other a lot <laughs> working <laughs> together for the first time. And so soon after we were married too. Um, and we actually have a really great working relationship. We, love to talk about our work and we're really good at accepting uh notes and criticism because it doesn't feel like that coming from each other we both respect each other so much so it's like okay just tell me tell me what to do um <laughs> and but n neither of those did we really play opposite each other not really and then when uh the opportunity came up in daddy long legs they were having auditions when paul nolan uh left to do bright star mm -hmm. And I sat in on all the auditions and they just weren't finding what they wanted. And they asked me about Adam and I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that could ruin our marriage. <laughs> like it's a two person musical and the musical I've been doing on right. and off for seven years. Yeah. So it felt a little unfair to throw him into that. Um, and when I talked to Adam about it, he was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, he felt like he was, his job was as a fan, you know, like he was there to support my piece. That's how he felt about it. And um, the auditions kept going and uh, Paul and John kept asking about Adam coming in and finally we relented. And uh, I stepped out for his audition. <laughs> and, <laughs> Probably wise, um, yeah. Yes, and afterwards, Paul and, and John were like, he's the one, Megan. I'm sorry, but he's the one. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to have to give your husband a yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Adam and I had a long talk about it. And we were like, well, okay, let's just take the leap. And it was extraordinary. I mean, I can't believe yeah. that we questioned it. I mean, I can, but yeah. I'm very glad that uh, Paul and John pushed us. Very, very glad. And then the fact that Ken Davenport made this live stream happen and the fact that it lives on on Broadway HD yeah. it's it's so cool people say to me sometimes oh I'm so sorry I missed that I'm like you didn't it's still there <laughs> and we've someday we'll play it for Beckett though I don't know if Adam and I will ever be able to watch it it's just so hard to watch yourself oh that's fun um, but I do get so many 
comments at the stage door of people who know about Daddy Long Legs. And I'm, I'm sure it's because of the live stream and because we have a cast recording. Yeah. And, and bringing that back to Goldstein, I'm so glad that this recording exists. You know, uh, shows open and close, but these recordings let the shows live on. And then that makes it so much easier for small theaters across the country to hear about it, to produce it. I mean, these are, they're both great shows for any place to do, you know, regionally or high school or college. And I just, I love that the theater, it just never ends. Yeah. I love that. Well, and that kind of leads into the, the, my, my last question, obviously with daddy long legs, um, people can listen to the cast album, but they can also watch uh, the live stream capture on Broadway HD. Obviously they can't watch uh, Goldstein like that, but they can mm-hmm. listen to the album. So for people who are going to be experiencing this show just through the album. Is there anything that you think that they should keep in their mind uh, about the experience that can enhance that since they aren't getting mm-hmm. to actually see the production on stage? I think actually the album speaks very well of the show. I think it's Good. quite possible to listen to it from beginning to end and really get the experience. It's really well produced and the cast is just exceptional. Absolutely. Um, I really think that people uh, will enjoy it and it's available everywhere. I believe uh, Broadway records on Amazon yep. and iTunes. So it's, it's very easy to access. Thank you for listening to this episode of tell me more. My name is Matt Timonini. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt, and you can reach out to Broadway radio on both Facebook and Twitter at Broadway radio. We will have information for you to purchase the Goldstein cast album, as well as details on the come from away tour and social media information for Megan in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com. Tell me more is produced and edited by me. Special thanks of course, to the delightful Megan McGinnis, Alex Seeley, Kelly Stottmeister, and the man without whom none of Broadway radio was possible, James Marino. Thanks again for listening, and remember, let's be wild, up high above the sand, feel the wind, the world at our command, let's enjoy the view, and never land. Also, always get a second scoop when you get the chance, ask people to tell you more. <laughs>